Hello, lager lovers, Pilsener pleasurers, and Kilsch converts. This is In Pursuit of Hoppiness, the podcast about craft beer on the Sunshine Coast. The Sunshine Coast is in a craft beer purple patch, where the craft beer capital of Australia, and while there's expansion galore going on with some of our breweries, they do come in all shapes and sizes. There is something literally for everyone. Now to Mort's, which this episode's about. It sits in the boutique aisle. Maybe the smallest brewery we've had on the podcast so far. Uh, maybe Noosa Hinterland Brewery at Coran might fight for that moniker. Anyway, the Mort story is a beauty. A home brewer who wanted to brew on a larger scale. He knew of a space at the back of a pub in Nambour because he used to drink there. It was the bar that the boys from Your Mates used to sell their wares from when they brewed out of a small shed in Caloundra. Side note here, you can listen to the Your Mates story on In Pursuit of Hoppiness right here where you found this one. Anyway, Jamie Savile, he leased the joint, he added the brewery, and he hasn't looked up since. I mean, he literally has not looked up since. Check out Mort's Instagram, and sort of mad scientist comes to mind, I reckon. It's about the beer with this bloke, and as you're about to hear, the Mort's method and model is pretty seat-of-the-pants stuff as well. So is this chat, by the way. It is a good one. Me and Jamie Savile from Mort's. Oh, what's a Mort? Listen up. You're about to find out. Anyway, we are in pursuit of happiness. sunshine on the water so fine. Mm, see the waves fall. Sky is blue and the winds offshore. Now's the time to raise a toast to the crafty beers of the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, crafty beers. Jamie Savile from Mortz is with us now. Maybe one of the more colourful breweries on the Sunshine Coast. Am I allowed to say that? Is that fair? Colourful? Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. It's sort of down a dark back alley. It's, you know, it's uh, you don't really know it's there. Sort of, if you go onto your Instagram page, it's sort of a mad scientist operating in a in a cave somewhere. That's the impression I get. Is that fair? That's pretty well it. That's ha- pretty well it. How did this mad scientist start doing what he was doing? Um, home brewer 20 plus years. Passion of love. You know, being a spray painter by trade and cleanliness and background and process orientated it was just a progression push from vanessa my wife and said we should give it a crack basically um, so spray painting on the coast i did have my own business for years i was clowner body works years ago moved to the coast 13 14 years ago and then leading up to the brewery i was a technical rep for glazer at paint company so top of my game beer was number one for me i'm afraid so and covid was a bit of a push for us and it was just, Vanessa had a, had a job change from travel and she said, why don't we just give it a crack? Everyone, really? Everyone loves your beer, so let's do a little brew pub business model like we, we love from San Diego and in America. So, And it's, it's going really well. This is not the first time I've heard uh, in this series of interviews we've done for In Pursuit of Hoppiness that the partner of the brewer has been the one to give the push. 
give the push. Yeah. yeah, and that's the case with you as well. And I think that always wins, mate. If if the other half, the better half is on board, I think we've got a pretty yeah. good connection. I there. think that's pretty true too, yeah, yeah. just in all walks of life, you know, and all successful marriages. Uh, I think that's pretty good. Well, I, that's my experience anyway. So you did home brewing. What sort of home brewing did you do? Pretty well extension of what we've got now. So we're only small batch brewery. We're only um, 150 litres to 300 at the moment. So we're only small batch, but brewing a lot like I did at home. So Vanessa basically said, you're not spending $100,000, make it work and just to do bigger batches. So just over 12 months, we've basically done over 100 different beer styles Wow! already. Wow. So, so no core real range. We have got our core lager, pale, but we love our English beers and our IPAs and, and all over the world. So we're, we're classed as seasonal and I always have been at home because mm-hmm. I just love every ounce of different flavour of beers and what it gives. So... And Oktoberfest coming around, that's on the 8th. And I've brewed four purpose beers for that. Um, yeah, home brewing in the shed, smoking meat at home on Saturdays. And But you, you do miss the weekends. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I definitely do miss the weekends, but uh, it, it's a passion and love, so. So where was this when you first started? We still live in Biwa. Yeah. Yeah, so in the shed at home, but originally from New South Wales. Okay. And so what was it about Biwa that got you there? We moved to the coast and we were renting in Caloundra for a while. Yeah. And at the time, I think just uh, we were from a little place called Warhope near Port Macquarie. Yeah. Um, country town, so Biwa sort of fit a little bit. Yeah. But now we're trying to get a little bit closer. Um, to, to to the brewery, which is in Nambour. Yeah, around that area. So I it's think. like 25 minutes or something like that. Yeah, like Sunday night, you know, running the bar, finish at six. Yeah. You just want to, you know, you've got a 30, 40 minute drive, so. Yeah. It'll happen. Vanessa, um, she's in base of Budroom, so she's still full-time, another full job. She's oh, yeah? Still, yeah, she helps out when she can, uh-huh. but she's shift. So right. She's a triple O, triple O lifesaver, call response. So, oh, right Um That's her new role. So, yeah, she's um, she's got a handful with nights and, and shift work. But Here's to Vanessa. Here's to Vanessa. Yeah, yeah, and you're and you're off at Mort's, which is, as I say, in a in a well, it's not a laneway; it's a back street of Nambour. It's off Nambour's main street, but it's up a driveway off Nambour's main street, underneath the Beach House Hotel. Okay, yeah, and everyone knows it as the basement where you know the boys McGarry and Maddie from your mate started. So, so it's got real. History as a as a brewery, it's, yeah, it's got a history. So the boys had a bar there, and they were just getting their brand going, and um, and they, the boys sort of left and went on to bigger and better things, and um, it just sort of stayed vacant. So we approached the the pub and said, "Can we reopen?" So so you heard you so you visited there when your mates were yeah, early, out working out of there. Yeah, early days. Yeah, I was actually managing Gary Crick's paint shop at the time, and used to call in for Friday frothies. And yes, see me Gary there busting in over the bar. So yeah, definitely had history. And it's got that real underground Melbourne vibe about it, low, yep. low roof. It's got it. And the boys come and visited not long ago, just before Christmas, to give their staff a bit where they started. Aha. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, it was uh, – Was that nervous? No, no, it's all good. Yeah. It's, it's the industry. Everyone yeah. just welcomes everyone. Yeah, so. right. So were they brewing out of there too? Not sure on site because they didn't do wholesale manufacturing, so we had to do the whole – you know, you had to start from scratch. Had to start from scratch. All the bar and everything was still there. We had to change around, and and cold room luckily was still there. So it was, it was there, but not there. So what year what I mean? was this? Um, where they were there? Or? No, when you were there, um, when Mort started. So Easter last year. Okay, yeah, so, so you are very new. Very new. Yeah. So we uh, we were waiting for Palisade to open the borders for Easter. Yeah. You right. Know, remember them days? Yeah. Was, are we going to have a Easter break or not? 
It's so, a distant memory, but they're still there. Yeah, so we wanted to do a soft launch, and we said, nah, let's just open. So she gives us the green light, So and oh. we've never looked back since then. Friday, Saturday, Sundays. and Let's sum it up so far. So you're a home brewer. You used to go to this place that uh, your mate started and have some beers and loved it. They disappeared. You stopped having your Friday beers because they weren't there anymore, <laughs> but yet you knew that space was there. No, I didn't. I didn't. Honestly, oh. we were looking in Nambour because Nambour Precinct actually fits nightclub precinct, so the zoning just fits our needs. So mm-hmm. because we're small batch, you couldn't just go into an industrial shed like everyone else ah. because it's all about council zoning. So the tap room needs to be a bigger area so you can get people in. So yes. We we hit that brief pretty nice, and we could have we could open up a bar any time. Yes, with that zoning. So yes, there's all the uh, the rules and policies, but it just fitted perfect for us. So, so you were searching around. Who showed you Mort's? Oh, well, who showed you the space? space. It was actually uh, a friend of ours that was our chippy uh, builder, and he said, well, "Why don't we just check the old your mate's place? Like it's got the bones there." So we see if it was available. Put our head through the window, and it was like when they just packed up and left. Yeah. Your mates were still in the back room, on the on the uh, on the back wall. Yeah. So yeah, we approached the uh, the landlord, and she said, "Yeah, go for it." Go okay, down. and there and and the and as you said, it's at the bottom of a pub. It's it's underneath a pub, yes. isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So it come with its own you know rules and leg regulations because the whole pub was licensed under there. So went through the channels, and yeah, it uh, it just and I basically still had my full time job. Yeah, for, for three months, I right. was burning the candle pretty hard. Yeah. And then once it started getting busy, I just had to make a choice and, and follow the dream. So, Did you need or get assistance from other brewers when you were setting up? The help is always there. I've known Rupert from Tantos from day one, and I've always dropped beers in as a home brewer to Rupert, try this, I'm really proud of it, not what's wrong with it sort of thing. And, <laughs> and he said, if anyone can do it, Jamie, you can give it a crack, and uh, he's been a pretty good inspiration for me. Lovely. But the industry in itself is um, very humbling. There's always help when you need it. Everyone, you've only got to shout out and lend a hand or you're short on something and someone will come in to give you a hand. So so you knew what you were doing regarding the making of the beer before you opened up big time. Yeah, probably the only change from home brewing, obviously, is, um, you know, low, low dissolve oxygen and, you know, longevity of your beers and they've got to be on point. So cooling, carbonating. So you swap a keg over and throw another beer on, on tap, it's got to be right. You can't be pouring foam for the next one. So, yeah, and it's, it's, I've been busy. You know, it's, it's really ramping up now and the name's starting to get around. What is the name? Mort's. It's Mort's, more of rad times. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's a bit of a funny, it's a bit of a funny joke between friends. It's a, it's a descriptive word. It's, it's describing someone if you've had a good day, bad day, or you don't know someone's name. So yes. you could, you could be with a group of people you've only just met for an hour. Yes. And instead of calling everyone mate, you can just call them a Mort. You want a beer. <laughs> Or uh, Johnny's a bit down. He's lucky. Spilled some sh- beer on his shirt, and look at look at Freddie spilled beer. What a mort! You know, like it could be whatever it wants to be. So, and have some fun with it. Then do not ever yell out, "It's my round morts," because you could be shouting the whole bar because everyone's a mort. Was was the name? Did, did the name come about, or was it there even before you opened up? No, nah, well, yeah, it was friends. It was friends, and um, you know, we'd always have a good time, have barbecue, and have a few drinks at home. And the girls would have too many red wines, and we'd call them morts, and it just sort of stayed stayed in the family. So we we just had to do it. And, it, uh, and, and and I'm looking at you with your all you're all logoed up, and the O in Mort is in fact 
uh, a, a hop cone. A hop cone. A so hop it's, cone. A, yeah. it's actually a beautiful logo, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and there's, there's going to be a few tattoos somewhere sometime, but... <laughs> It'll, There'll be a more tattoo. There'll be a more tattoo or a hop cone or something coming up. So someone might set me up for my birthday, probably. But yeah. So um, you've been at it for a year now, and well, more than a year now. You can't expand there. It's such a tight space. Yeah, we're just gonna out. We're just gonna outgrow and keep throwing fermenters in and keep the small business uh, business model, the small batch, repeat of different beers and keep going. And eventually, down the track, open another satellite bar somewhere on the coast. And, okay, and we'll sell back to that. So. So no plans in going distribution or um, packaging. Uh-huh. Um, I just think for us is our little one-on-one business model and over the bar and interaction with – and beer knowledge is our big one. We've got young James helping us. He's done a course with Hendo uh, Rockstar Brewing and he's keen to get brewing. But knowledge over the bar is big for us. We want people, you know, the likes of you interested. If you're not, you don't know what you want sometimes. So beer knowledge for us as clusters, not Cicerone, but you just see the people look on their face. They don't know what they want. Uh, you know, we've got 10 beers on option changing all the time. Yeah. And you just ask them, what do you normally drink? You know, there's an option for everyone. So. Why do I like hazies? Hazy IPAs, I, I think um, probably number our third bestseller over Pale Ale IPA and Lager. But uh, the hazies, I think the low bitterness and, mm. the, and the, the fruit element to okay. it. Okay. And the mouthfeel from the oats. Um, it, it does feel thicker to me when I'm drinking it. Yeah. So ours is 20% breakfast oats. So wow. you can drink a Nipah for breakfast. So that's allowed. <laughs> Why didn't you bring one? We're doing this in the morning. I, I know. I Why didn't you bring one? I should have brought a can. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> One can? <laughs> Where's your hospitality? Yeah. Well, you'll have to brew, you'll have to come to the brew pub. That'll get you in. <laughs> I see. I see. In. So are you finding in the year that you've been open that there are more people coming in who you might not have got a year ago or other people you had coming in more often? Definitely repeatability. We have got our little nutshell of, you know, musos in there. Morts. Morts, um, musos. We've made great connection with our locals. But even people come up from Brisbane. I was actually surprised going to Gab's this year and I was just this little guy, but people have heard us. So we're getting our name out there slowly of brewing quality beer and that's number one for me. You are very active on your Instagram page and musicians do feature a lot. Yeah. So you're obviously into your live music scene as well. Yeah, and that's great for Nambour too because, you know, since COVID – that sort of dropped off for everyone as well. So Vanessa's the Instagram guru when she gets time. We need to She does a great job. Yeah, she's getting really good now. Like yeah. it, it's been a bit of a learning curve for us and it's all about the likes and you know <laughs> the you know Oh you sound like such an influencer, oh, Jamie. It's uh I do the yeah, I'm I'm the brew and the bar guy and the toilet the janitor. But um uh, just uh, the live music's been a really good thing, especially the punk nights have been doing really well. Yeah. And there's a lot of really awesome talent Mm -hmm. in the area. I definitely get a a, a young vibe from your Instagram page and you yourself at the forefront. It's edgy, which may surprise you then my next statement. I learn about you guys from my uncle, my godfather, Reggie. He's a 75-year-old man about town. He hasn't slowed down yet. He's got a mate who's uh, got some cattle up in 
Julong, which yes. is just up behind you there. Yep. And he told me about this bar that they go to to get the grain. Yeah. And they just went there to get the grain, basically. Yeah. But that now they buy all your beers. He's got a kegerator system at his house. He has. And, and you guys are their stars. They just love your beer. So it's not just this edgy young no. uh, scene as well. You've got senior citizens Absolutely. enjoying your booze Ab- as well. Absolutely. You know, when we have the punk nights, it's loud and we, we warn the, you know, we warn people it's going to get loud. <laughs> And we have a wide range of people. Like last night, there would have been more elderly, middle-aged people. We had the food truck there. And in the back room, we've got vinyl. Um, we've got a right. bit of a vinyl records out the back with leather lounges. You can just reset and have a beer and have a quiet time. And we've got a little outdoor area now too, which is in the um, back of the bottle shop, and it's got that real Nambour vibe about it. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the John, yeah, between you know, kids, dogs, elderly, young, yeah, we we um, we get everyone in. It's it's great. Where do you think that you'll be going? You said you might get a satellite venue set up. Yeah. Where do you think you'll be going? In, in, in is it sustainable for you for the next year, three years? Yeah, we're not projection. We're not really just. We're focused on just buy more for manners now, and because I really, I don't want little Nambour to be just like a hundred plus or fifty plus every weekend. We still want that little eclectic little bar. Yeah. So people, it's just not totally full all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. Right. You know? um, but if it gets to the point that we've got more beer than we're selling, it might be time to, and then we can share the love with other breweries as well, mm-hmm. put other beers on tap, and do a little kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd love to have something down Karamundi Lake or, you know, Kiwana or Coolum, the places that we haven't got breweries. Uh-huh. Just a bar. Like I was actually thinking the other day, Sippy Downs, I had a gentleman in and he goes, there's nothing there. You know, we've got the tavern, but there's no real live music sort of bar they can sit for an afternoon drink. Or, sure. And you've got the uni down there too. So You've got the uni. You've got uh, you've got the older people as well, those aged carers. That's a nice little area too. Yeah. Gee, Karamundi Lake, what a beautiful spot that would be. Yeah, I'd probably run out of beer pretty quick down there. Honestly, can we get the hazies down there? But What a beautiful spot that is. Yeah, we'll see what happens in the future and we'll just we'll keep pressing on and just push the quality to its limits and keep producing really nice beers and, and that little point of difference um, that we've got. Why do you think the Sunshine Coast is so successful at uh, craft beering? I think we're just better at everything we do. <laughs> uh, the beer brewers on the go, I don't know, honestly. I think it was just something, you know, talking to Greg years ago when we first moved the coast. Greg was the first. This is Greg from uh, Sunshine, Sunshine coast, coast Brewery, uh, started up in uh, 2005 or six or something like that. The brewery had been going for almost 10 years before, before that, that as well. Yeah. Uh, where did you first meet him? Um, first moved to the coast and because I love beer, I just typed in brewery and Greg come up. Mm-hmm. And then um, two days later, I snapped me Achilles tendon and it still comes up with Greg. How's your, <laughs> how's your foot? He's got a good memory. But, you know, from there, progression, it was ten toes and then it just sort of amplified, didn't it, on the coast? Yep. Um, really fast. Yeah, I think it certainly was- did. Well, I think that one of the things that's going on too is uh, I've been on the coast for 40 years. The coast has constantly been growing. There have been fits and starts, but in general, the coast has been growing. Well, that's 
that's not changed. The coast is still growing. Absolutely. And that means that there's just got to be more breweries so more people can have a beer. Absolutely. And I think one of the examples of that might be Brouhaha, say, who have uh, set up down on the big Aura venue uh, yeah. down at the southern end of the Sunshine Coast. But as you mentioned, Ten Toes are very big. Your mates are just have gone through this massive expansion. Wow. Yeah, good on the guys. Yeah. Um, Black Black Flag is is going to do something. Um, it's it's all coming. Yeah, and I don't think it's slowing down. Everyone thinks, um, you know, we're well-travelled being Vanessa being a, a travel agent, but she said, is it going to slow down? I think we've got too many breweries. No way. You go to San Diego or New York or wherever you go, mm. um, California, there's there's breweries every third shop. Yeah, right. You know, it's not full yet. Right. We've got plenty to go. Well, that's great to hear. That is yeah. really good to hear. What about the, the future of, um, of of what is sold, what people are wanting to drink? I guess it starts off as, as an IPA or a, even a lager or something that is more familiar to the palate of a drinker who would buy bulk brewed beer. Yeah. Do you see it getting more eclectic? I think we're pushing the boundaries all the time, especially the way sour trains and, you know, now we're oat creams and adding lactose to beer. There's no stop. I think, I think we should start with vegetables. Now I think all the fruits. I think we've milked enough different milks as well. Too too many oats. It's just this current current climate, isn't it? But um, well, you're to blame for that too. Yeah. You're right there doing all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I said I'd never brew a sour beer. It's not my thing. I'm never brewing a ginger beer, and it's it's a good seller. So it's not about me anymore. <laughs> Um, it's about everyone else. But I, I think uh, we follow – we definitely follow America in trends. Mm-hmm. But I think, too, we need to look at just we, – we change in season. You know, now we're getting warmer. We're going to see more um, limes and zesties and nice refreshing cervezas down the beach. And I think the, the shift will change a little. We're uh, a subtropical climate, aren't we? Absolutely. The beach is our main is our main draw card. People come from the world to go to a Sunshine Coast beach. Um, I guess you've got to cater for that to some extent. Yeah, you cater for that. And I didn't think I was going to oh, – like I was done with my dark porter, and you know, my English porter, and I've mm-hmm. had to rebrew it because everyone wants it all year round now. Okay. And like porter in a summer, I'd still do that. So the palate is definitely changing for, for people. Describe your dark porter drinker. People that just love dark beers. I think they're they – get just. I think the market is a little flooded with hops, um, like yeah. the fruitiness. Yeah. I think we need to step back and have a look at some real classic styles. And people just like that chocolate roast – Coffee's a big part of the coast too. Yeah. So um, yeah. if you've got a hint of cap- coffee note, a um, bit of roast there, yeah. um, I'd have it for breakfast camping, no worries <laughs> at all. It doesn't even have to be camping. but That's a couple you've had for breakfast so far, and yeah. I'm with you there too, yeah. I tell you. Make me thirsty now. <laughs> but uh, I definitely think the palate's definitely changing for yeah. everyone. They'll, they'll try to give everything a go. And yeah. the, coming to brew pubs and meeting people and the tasting paddle idea, people just get to try a variety of ranges. Like the amount of people that said they don't like fruity beers, they were drinking porter all night and then Vanessa showed her a Nipah, like a New England IPA hazy, and she said, oh, why wasn't I drinking that at the start? <laughs> right. Two completely different beers, yeah. but people change. You know, if you find that one beer for the person, they normally stay on it. It's an amazing thing. Brings people together. One of the things I've been I've picked up on too when doing this uh, podcast series in pursuit of hoppiness is that the breweries are more than just a place where beer is made and where beer is sold. It's a place where the community gets together. And that sounds cliche, I know. It just even me saying it just then, it sounds cliche. But it's true. And have a look at the guys out Torella. They're only down the road from me. These guys, are, these guys, you know, we've got scooters and dogs and kids and they've got a farm out there and 
it's just great. Like Tra- Trailer Brewery with Brant. They're on acres and acres of land. Uh, they've got petting zoos. Um, yeah. It's a really beautiful setup, isn't it? Yeah, and I just think the coast needs, you know, and we've got, obviously, you've met Cara and John up Hinterland. Everyone's got their own little niche style, um, and I think we need it all. Keep, yeah. keep bringing funky, different ideas and gives people an option on the coast of something to do too. Yeah. If I was to start up a brewery by myself, what would you give me as the top three hurdles to overcome that you've experienced in your 12 months of operation at Mort's? So I basically say setting up a brewery from a home brewer or anyone. I wouldn't say don't do it. It's like riding a bike with no pedals. Right. Right. But basically, like you, <laughs> you're you're push- bas- you basically pay and then you wait for uh, an outcome later. Right. It, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. There's no real set guidelines and talk to a consultant. And approach your council and zoning one. If mm-hmm. you're thinking about opening up a brewery, check your zoning. Mm-hmm. See if it fits your your size you want to go, or potentially how big you want to go. And mm-hmm. and for every business, everyone goes, "Oh, what's your business plan?" We didn't actually have one. <laughs> yes. um, I just want to make grey beer, but the business plan come pretty fast once yeah. we started brew pub model, no core range beers. Um, we want to keep changing and do something different every time you come in. So that's our business model, mm-hmm. and not going large because that's the biggest common thing that people say oh when are you gonna open a 2000 litre brewery i said well i don't want to i'm not i love i love our white life work balance vanessa's still working for now and if we get to the point that we'd still love what we do we don't need to make a million dollars I'm happy brewing beer and, and share the love. I can go anywhere now and have a beer with anyone. It's hard to get money to people now, you know, like these breweries. Right. Um, no one wants to take me money to buy beer anymore. <laughs> um, what goes around comes around. You must be doing something right. Well, that's the community we're in now, so yeah. it's, just, it's really good. Three things. Council and just ask people. Yeah. You know, if, you, yeah. if you're thinking about doing it. There's definitely going to be hurdles on the way, but, yeah, have a crack. What's the best thing about what you've done? Um, doing something I love, like I love spray painting. I love teaching people how to paint and processes. It's not work for me. It's honestly, and I, I love engaging people over the bar on the weekends. And, um, it's, it's just seeing people as a home brewer for me, um, being passionate 20 plus years is people buying your beer, your product and enjoying it and saying that's the best lager that they've had for a long time and keep doing what you're doing. That just keeps me motivated. It's, it's really exciting. Was it the right move on the Sunshine Coast? Absolutely. You know, like there's there's places uh, that you can go, but for us is finding a venue is hard. Um, you know, there's a lot of vacant shops around, and but the zoning and the industrial area, I think we're, we're so widespread on the coast. If we can just keep getting breweries all around the place and even bars, um, it's a great start. You've got Dave up at Flaxton too. That's, he's just opened up the craft, um, and he's pushing all local produce and lo- local beers as well. So, so which one's that? So craft, so Flaxen, I'll, I'll reach out to Dave and his wife. Um, they own a little uh, nursery up at Flaxton and do breakfast, but now he's opening a craft beer bar and uh-huh. food, and he supports local 100%. So. I see. And he's hounding me for me beers. And I so not brewing himself, but just, uh, just... Just a bar and supporting local breweries. How good. Yeah, and he keeps hounding me for me beers, and I keep <laughs> saying no. <laughs> I've snuck him a couple, but uh, I just got to case say no. That's that's the thing about me. I'm so small, right? Um, and once I start the cafes, I won't have any for to supply to yourself. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, and and it comes back to the extension of who we've met through the brewery in twelve months. It's been amazing. 
Sounds like you're having a good time. I came into this interview not knowing you and thinking for myself, he's a mad scientist working in a dark cave creating <laughs> these things. I've certainly learnt that you're as enthusiastic as anything. Uh, you certainly know what you're doing, but I still think there's that mad scientist there. Yeah, I've, I've, a couple of my locals said they're going to buy me a lab coat. I'm always doing something <laughs> while people are there. And people love engaging while I'm actually brewing while they're there. So I'm always doing something because I have to – there's no clocking off. If, it, if I don't clean a tank on a Sunday, if it's quiet, and that is a rule of thumb with me, and everyone's opened up a brewery and they're not busy, just start doing something because they'll come in the door. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'll fire up the keg washer if I'm quiet for an hour, and then I won't get to clean a keg. <laughs> I guarantee you. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's good. Jamie it's good. Savile from Mort's. Cheers. Thank you very much. Shout out, Vanessa goes, don't forget me. So I've mentioned her name plenty of times. Hi, Vanessa. <laughs> I hope I don't have to call you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Paul. Thanks for having me, and um, I'd like to see the brewery one day. Beauty. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Thanks for listening to In Pursuit of Hoppiness, made possible by Visit Sunshine Coast. If you want to learn more about the great craft breweries in our region, crack the top of the Visit Sunshine Coast website and look for Australia's craft beer capital. And if you want to listen to more episodes, you can get them there too.